Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. This is In the Red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yes, indeed. Welcome into another edition of Icy Red. Is that Icy Red in the red? Icy Red always love a little bit of uh, split ends, don't you? Just quintessential nostalgic New Zealand. Mark Watson alongside me, all black great, Justin Marshall. Justin, good evening. Welcome. Yes, good evening to you, Watto, and good evening to everybody joining us for In the Red. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Looking forward to the next half an hour, mate. Yep, 41 points to seven. Uh, comfortable victory over Moana Pacifica, an opportunity for the wider squad to get some game time. Like, as we've discussed over the weekend, and we won't really litigate it, I'm not a big fan of it, but sometimes games like this, it is important for the culture um, and for the group as a whole that the wider squad does get game time at key times. Yeah, look, it is, and... Uh you know, obviously there was um, a target on the back of um, Moana Pacifica, um, given that they've been struggling away uh, most of the season. So the Crusaders had the chance to rest some players, but also give some players that they probably will possibly need when it comes to finals time, should there be injuries or should they have a drop-off in form. Um, and they went up there with great method. They were on song and um, those players stepped up to the mark so they didn't miss a beat, which was unlike some of the other teams this year that have done the same thing with rest and rotation or whatever it might be, having to stand internationals down um, and and have come unstuck. Uh, They certainly didn't take the weekend. Would there be a little bit of concern that Moana Pacifica actually had parity at scrum time? Uh, No, I don't think so. Um, I, I certainly feel that um, Moana Pacifica have um, certainly improved in, in their scrum. Uh, the Crusaders, yes, to a degree, when they are in a little bit of trouble, do tend to try and flex their muscles in that area, and they win penalties, they win territory through their scrum, and it wasn't as dominant as probably what we're used to. Uh, but again, you know, um, some new players getting opportunities. Uh, they they were they were so proficient in other areas. What I, I, I guess like w- when they're in a pressure game. The mindset is, okay, let us basically flex our muscle in this area, which is the scrum, push the opposition off the ball, put them under pressure, show some dominance and work our way down the field um, when we need to in in that fashion. But they didn't really need to do that at the weekend because they were so dominant in all facets of the game that they probably didn't um, use it as what they potentially could have, uh, and that's just showing that they were just so good in other areas that they probably didn't need to go to it mm. as much as they normally would. Yeah, another uh, young player I thought stepped up out of Christ College um, was young Gallagher, Zach Gallagher. Uh, just another yeah. one of the factory that the Crusaders just seem to be able to bring young talent through but be able to introduce them at the right time. Yeah, they do. And, you know, when you, when you think about the fact that uh, they, they have – some concerns with Whitelock being out for quite a period of time. 
that they are able to ably fill in those positions of you know world class players and still bring through players that have have awesome potential. And um, you know Gallagher is is no um, exception to that rule, which which is a real testament to the fact that in certain areas the Crusaders have massive depth and, and huge ability. When you think of the fact that Dunshay is out um, as well, um, they've got Quinton Strange there, then they've got two all-black locks. Uh, they can they can slot, slot um, Gardner in there as well. Um, yeah, they just have a, a depth that's envious probably to the rest of the country, really. They, the, the, I'd imagine the Highlanders who are having to play Shannon Frizzell at lock at the moment would love to have some of the, the, those guys in, in their mix. Justin, we've talked a lot about the importance of combinations, um, both at an all-black level and obviously at a super rugby level. So the Crusaders, they've got the Waratahs this week, then they're away to the Hurricanes, then we get into quarterfinal, semifinal time. Do we now start seeing the Crusaders put their best team out on the park every week? Uh, how, how late can you leave it? Well, there's this debate, isn't there, about keeping some players who are slightly struggling fresh, um, but equally, you know, finding your rhythm and making sure when you do hit out, hit knockout rugby, and it is knockout rugby, you know, you snooze, you lose, you're out. So you, you've got to make sure that you get that balance right. Um, look, unfortunately, the way that it sits at the moment, a lot of that's dictated to by your opposition. And... They, they sometimes give you the answer before you actually have to answer the question yourself. And I, I certainly feel that that looks like it's going to be the case this weekend. Um, there are quite a few rumours coming out of Sydney uh, that the Waratahs can't make massive improvements on their position uh, and that they are going to take the opportunity to re- rest a few of their key players. Now, that must be incredibly frustrating Um not, not only for the people watching the game, but also for the players. Like, I remember turning up earlier in the year really excited about the Brumbies fixture against the Crusaders yep. at home. The Crusaders had a few injuries. Um, the Brumbies, you know, very good side, well coached, uh, and they decided to rest six or seven of their Wallabies. And the contest all of a sudden became not, not as, I guess, competitive what it should be. And, you know, the Waratahs are on a real run, four, four on the bounce, playing good rugby, but the the, the, the the indication is that they're going to turn up um, under par. And, and, you know, you've got to wonder where their thought process is in that. I go all the back, all the way back, and you're going to, you probably know better than me, Watto, um, but when we, when, when we won the title, I think it was in 2001 where we pumped the Waratahs by 90 points. Yeah. They did the same thing. Um, they rested quite a few of their key players and and they got absolutely humiliated and then they had to come and play us in a final two weeks later. Yeah. Um, they were more competitive and we didn't put 90 points on them, but they must have turned up to that ground having had been completely humiliated. Yeah, they would have been motivated because it wouldn't have sat comfortably with them, but you kind of question why they didn't turn up and try and you know unsettle us at the time, even if they didn't go away with a win, show enough that and, and learn enough you know, that's the key thing. Learn enough from the contest that next time they come back, those players know a lot more and are more aware, but they didn't. And, you know, this again, leading into the into the finals, which the Waratahs look like they are a shoo-in to be involved in, it'll be just disappointing if they do adopt well, this 
uh, resting policy. Well, they've also won five games on the trot, I think. So you're suddenly going to bring yep. that to an end, aren't you? And we talk about the the importance of momentum, but I don't like this sort of um, yeah, this sort of sweeping statement. Let's just you know, one rule for all. I've said this to you before, Justin. Sit down with the individual players, ask them how they're feeling, ask them if they want to play or not. Um, mm. And you know, clearly, medical staff can have some say too. And uh, yeah, I mean, you've already said it. You know, I, I, I'd want to play. That's what I do. That's all I do. That's what I'm paid to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what well, you look at it from the Waratahs' perspective, you know, the, not an easy ask going to um, Christchurch, Orange Series Stadium, and trying to win there um, against the Crusaders, who still need to keep winning to probably secure second spot. So they, they, they're, they're going to be pretty pumped up. The Waratahs then the following weekend have um, Moana um, at home, which you would imagine they should be able to negotiate quite comfortably. So their mindset is, look, we know we're going to make the finals. We know we can win that, that, that last game. So, you know, why, why go to Christchurch and um, risk our players, um, risk our confidence? Um, my mindset's completely different. Yeah. That, 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 to me, is the perfect storm. Underdogs... You know, let, let's just go there. The Crusaders have all the pressure. Let's just get stuck into them. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't know why there's this mindset at the moment of trying to um, give players uh, rest when oh, I don't. I wasn't that type of player where I, I don't feel I want it. I don't want the rest. I just want to play, and I want to challenge myself against the best. I want to play. I'd rather not play against Moana at home, where you're probably going to win, I'd rather go to Christchurch as a player, as a competitive person. They've got lots of Australian internationals in their team and go, you know what, this is the greatest test in super. Trying to put the Crusaders away on their home turf. That that, that, that would be my attitude. Yeah, look, I'm with you. I mean, from the sporting background I came from, you know, a basic thing, show your body in training, what's going to happen on race day. Now, using that analogy... Mm. You've come and come up against a side. I want to go into the playoffs absolutely battle-hardened. And even if they come yep. up short by 10 points, you're going to take a lot out of it. You're going to go, you know what? We got close. We got close away um, against a very good Crusaders team. And then you go, well, okay, yep. let's rest the boys a week out. But you haven't, your memory, you haven't lost that tough game two weeks earlier when you right. do come into the quarterfinals. And the quarterfinals are going to be a test match environment. But how you expect it to perform if every time you come up against a tough team, you've decided to rest and rotate and wave the white flag? It just makes no sense. No. Um, and, and look, we are talking in the red. So let's talk about it from the Crusaders' perspective. They probably want a decent hit out as well. You know, because they, 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 then they've got to go to Wellington, play a very good Hurricanes team, will be desperate for a win. So they probably want to not be breaking tackles as easy as what they should do, not getting territory, getting dominance like they, they, they like they shouldn't do because the opposition's depowered. So it's not great for them. So that, to a degree, they're a victim of their success. That there's such a fortress there. It's so hard to win there that teams who are trying to sort of plan out the rest of their season like the Brumbies did, now the Waratahs, and other teams go there as well, depowered. De- de- um, the Crusaders kind of don't get the contest they're probably after, that the spectators who want to go along and see your, 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 your Wallaby Hoopers and um, Parisi and, and all, all of their stars, 
that's what they pay their ticket money for, to go along and watch the big stuff. Well, without the fan, you've got nothing, do you, Justin? There's a reason why football no. players get paid what they play, NBA get paid what they play. There's an interesting why cricketers can go to India and make a fortune and why rugby players do get paid and other sports who arguably you could say do things a lot tougher don't. It all just comes down to market forces, all comes down to selling tickets. And first mm. and foremost, these organisations, it's still got to be about the fan. It has to be about the fan. And, yeah, we've had that discussion, Justin. It's just so incredibly frustrating, but it's popping up every week because it continues to happen every week. You are listening to In the Red, the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll con- we'll con- we will continue talking all things the Crusaders. Mark Watson alongside of me, all black great Justin Marshall. Yes, indeed, talking all things the Crusaders, Justin Marshall alongside of me. Uh, Justin, discussion today that Levi Amua might be a target of the Crusaders. He's probably been the standout player for Moana Pacifica. Should the Crusaders sign him? Do the Crusaders need him? And I guess we could look at this at a macro level in terms of Moana Pacifica, but this show is about the Crusaders, and I can see why they're just seeing things purely through them wanting to continue to win games and continue the success they've had in the last decade. Yeah, well, look, a uh, short answer is no. The Crusaders don't need them uh, Need them because they've got a massive amount of talent in the midfield and, and even the outside backs. Uh, so, you know, you think um, if anybody in the country needed someone like Levi Oumua, it's probably not the Crusaders. Uh, but that's the Crusaders. That's what they do. They, they, they have the ability to entice players to their system. Uh, they encourage them to come. Um, they tell them, which often is very true, um, should a player come, that they will make them a better player. Uh, and that that inevitably happens. And what, why, as a player, would you turn down uh, that, that opportunity? So, yeah, look, it, it, it's the way the Crusaders operate. Um, look, I, I, I'm saying it's great and it'll be a good signing and it'll add a different dimension to the Crusaders and their attack if it is to, to come to fruition. Um, if I was looking from a general rugby perspective for for New Zealand and where a guy's probably going to get the most amount of game time and continuous development, it's probably not within the Crusaders, but who knows, you know, he, he might actually end up being a regular starter and uh, the decision completely justified. And he is a Tasman boy, so technically he does fall within yep. that Crusaders catchment area. That's right. And, and you know, they, they do try to tend to keep players that have developed in, the, in their franchise um, pretty pretty close to their, to their area. And uh, there's no doubt there's huge potential in Levi's um, game. Uh, and I don't by any means feel that uh, going somewhere else would make him a better player. I certainly feel if he got into the Crusaders environment under that culture, under that coaching, around those players, that it's probably the best option for him as well. And you've got to think about the player as well. Like... Mm. He gets an approach. He's probably got an opportunity, I would suggest, at least to go to somewhere like the Highlanders, possibly even the Blues, who are not that strong in the centres with uh, two of us, a Sheik, leaving next year. Um, you know, imagine him getting regular starts there with, with you know, with a good back line. Um, he, could be, he could be a very a very good acquisition for them. But, you know, as a player, having been a Tasman player, having seen his other Tasman players, Macca Springer, uh, Noah Hotham, uh, uh, you know, the last couple that have ventured that way, David Harvelli, who's been there for a while, he probably thinks, well, those guys go all right, <laughs> so well, why shouldn't I go? 
Yeah, because at the moment, what you've got Goodyear, you've got McLeod, you've got Braden Inno, you've got David Harvili, uh, yeah. by, by all accounts, uh, will all be available for next season for the Crusaders. Yeah, absolutely. And then you throw, um, you know, you throw into the mix guys that can also play centre, like Fihaki. Uh, yeah, Shay Fihaki. Yep. Yeah, you bring you bring back um, Sevi Reese, who's unfortunately out this year. Um, Lestifying and Nuku can play centre as well. Um, yeah, there's there's some talent there and some depth. Uh, so it's not as if you know what we're we're pretty good and Jack Goodhue's playing well. Um, you can play twelve. Well, then you got to push out David Harvelli. Okay, well maybe we can put you on the wing. Oh, actually, <laughs> we're pretty good there as well. Uh, you're going to knock out Will Jordan, or you're going to knock out Sevi Reese, or Lestifying and Nuku. So yeah, look. Just think of the depth I've got. So as a player, Levi O'Moore would have had to think about all of that. He's had to think, he's like me, and most rugby players probably feel the same way. It's like, where can I go where I know I'm going to play? But also, too, if he can break into that Crusaders lineup, and this is what you've already really touched on too, then suddenly that's going to audition, isn't it? That's going to increase your market value, firstly in regards to the All Black selectors looking at you, but equally too, if you don't end up making the All Blacks, it's also going to increase your market value offshore in the likes of Japan and Europe. And let's not kid ourselves, it's a short window in terms of setting yourself up for life. Absolutely it is. Yeah, and, you know, you've got to put your product out there and when, when it's around great players and success, it makes it a lot easier. You know, I always said the, the best piece of luck that fell upon me was the fact that, um, you know, around that 94 year when I was, I had an injury um, and Canterbury came knocking on my door and Graham Bashett was leaving is the fact that around that era, 95, 94, 95, 96 to a degree, um, with Canterbury was good, not so good for Super Rugby, but uh, I walked into a very, very good environment. You know, Ranfurly Shield games, full houses, 35,000 people coming to watch us in 95 for all of the Shield challenges, and I was around All Blacks. I had Andrew Mertens outside me, you know, and um, it was just pure luck that I walked into a team like that, but I learnt so much, and I learnt that, those players just looked after themselves. I didn't have to think for anybody else. They just functioned. They did their part, uh, and it made me such a, a better player much, much quicker. And and that's what Levi O'Moore will be thinking, like, surround myself with your Harvelis and Enors, All Blacks, Whaimanuku, All Black, Jordan, All Black. You know, um, I've got massive opportunities to really um, become a better player. The other thing I just want to touch on too, and that's another crusader, Aaron Major, who's decided that he's going to call it a day with Moana Pacifica at the end of this season. Mm. There is a vacancy there at the Crusaders. Would he be a genuine candidate? I mean, if you look at his track record, it hasn't been great, but mind you, it doesn't matter how good a coach you are, you've still got to have the cattle. You've still got to have the talent. You can't turn donkeys into thoroughbreds. He's been with the, uh, he's been with the Highlanders and he's been with Moana Pacifica. Yeah, and he's, he's coached overseas as well at Leicester, where, where he cut his teeth, um, who are a very good side, and he did well there. Um, he, there's no doubt that he's got coaching pedigree, uh, you know, and his heart certainly is in coaching. You know, I, I had a good chat to Azza um, whilst he was coaching the Highlanders, and he sort of said to me, um, he said, I said, how's it going? How are you finding coaching sort of in this part of the country? And he said to me, you know what, Marshy, he said, look, I signed up to be head coach of this franchise, and he said, uh, I've got four kids at home, but I'm looking after 40-odd kids every day of the week. <laughs> and he said, 
it's not what I signed up for. I just want to put the boots out there and go and coach. You know, I want to, I want to get out on the field and I want to put my ideas in front of the players and I, I, I want to I want to coach them. Um, kind of sits with me a little bit, Wayne Smithy, to be honest. You know, great, yeah, great head coach, but he was in his element when he had the boots on and he didn't have to deal with the media and deal with the head coach responsibilities of, you know, constantly dealing with players and their problems. He just wanted to coach them to be better rugby players. And that's why, as an assistant, he that's where he really found what he was about. That was what his DNA was as a coach. And you, you wonder whether or not that's as is as well. 24 minutes after 7, Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Now, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Justin Marshall's going to give us his DHL Super Rugby Pacific Crusader of the Week. Yeah, well, look, obviously, with quite a few changes, um, you know, you, you've got to think about, uh, you know, who stepped up and, and, and really is looking promising and really making every post a winner. And um, I, I certainly felt that at the weekend... Um, he took another. He took another step. Did Macca Springer? I, I thought uh, it, it's sometimes easy being on the chain of, of that Crusaders backline, but he looked for work. He got off his off his wing. He scored tries. He set up, um, and I think that he, you know, who he reminds me of. Watto? He reminds me of George Bridge. Yep. He's that type of player, and possibly could be slightly better than George Bridge. Um, I think he's probably watched and learned a lot from George Bridge, but. Uh, I think, you know, his potential, he's away with the under-20s now, but, um, yeah, I thought his performance at the the, the weekend um, earned him the DHL uh, crusader of the round. Okay, and your DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round, that was your crusader, it could be the same player? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, where I stuck my stake in the ground yesterday. Um, I was at the Highlanders game um, at the weekend and I commentated it and it was a, it was a, a real war of attrition, but in my mind, if Billy Harmon, their captain, was not on the field, the Highlanders would not have won that game. He, he just made so many really important plays that uh, without him, the Highlanders would have dropped that game. So that's a standout performance. Okay, Justin, let's just get him back to the game this weekend against the Waratahs. Assuming that the Waratahs don't rest, they don't rotate, they're coming off the back of five wins. From what you've observed with the New South Wales Waratahs, what are their strengths? What would be the areas of concern for the Crusaders when they look at the tapes? Yeah, well, again, depending on the team they pick, um, they're very, very good in the loose. Uh, you know, they have they have uh, good players that get over the ball, regardless of who they pick. Um and like I said, ably led by Michael Hooper um, if he does play. Uh, so you really need to be aware that now that they've well, they've always had those Lucys, but they hadn't sort of been working in synergy. Now they are, and they're getting the balance between who's over the ball and who's carrying. And that has forced them into getting, well, not forced, they've actually in turn managed to get a lot of turnovers, which is unleashing unleashing their very dangerous back line and dangerous back, back three. Um, uh, and that's now because they've got centres, Parisi's back, um, that recognise turnover and turnover opportunities. So that's where they're the most dangerous. OK, and in terms of the makeup of the Crusaders bench, um, are you going to go mm. with your next best, or do you still just maybe go to some of those players that you still might have to rely on due to injury? I mean, how do you set your bench up? I, I think Scott Robertson would have already had his plan, regardless of what the Waratahs put in front of him in terms of their makeup. Uh, I think he's sort of he's worked out his season and he's worked out his rests and his rotation and his breaks. Uh, he, he adhered to that last weekend. Uh, I, I think he will now be 
targeting the 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 finals um, and and equally hitting the Hurricanes with uh, his team confident and um, full on. So I expect him to name pretty much as close to his full-strength side that he can, regardless of what the Waratahs put out there. Because there is a danger, isn't there, that you can start looking too far ahead. Well, you know, we yeah. can't play them every week because we're going to have to play five games by the time we've played the final. Well, hang on a minute. you actually got to make sure you do get through to the final. And so at some point, you do have to start just treating every game on its merit. You've got to put your best sides out. Yeah, you do. And and the players now, um, look, they, they've got some injury concerns, the Crusaders, particularly in the front row. But uh, I certainly feel that they can they can combat those injuries uh, and still put out a formidable front row and a formidable forward pack. And, wow, what a back line now that they've got Will Jordan back in the mix. Uh, I think it's time for them to do what Crusaders do, get ready for finals, finals football. That's that's what they're about. They, they, they love this time of the year. Why don't they absolutely love it? Yeah, and yeah. we'll start to see them really flex their oh, muscles. I've said it and I've said it for a few weeks. I still think, they, I still think they'll end up winning it. I still think that they'll beat the Chiefs in Hamilton or they'll win Me wherever too. they have to play. Um, Justin, yeah. lovely to have you on the programme again. We'll, have the, we'll catch up with you on Sunday. So uh, thank you for another edition of In The Red. Thanks, Wado. Thanks to everybody joining us for In The Red. Looking forward to the weekend's uh, big game for the Crusaders. Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances. Special thanks to DHL as well for supporting Super Rugby, but also supporting us here on SENZ. Up next, it's Peter Alatini. We talk Moana Pacifica. It is Pacific Flair.